Lord. Say, Lord. Bless me like you did, Sister Bonnie. Come on. Give me my youth in my senior years. And Lord, let my family be with me in church. And Bonnie said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Amen. You know, God's been so good to me. I could never thank Him for what He's done for me. Amen. 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 And we love you, Sister Bonnie. Happy birthday. You're turning 58 again, ain't you? St. <laughs> John chapter 4, verse 35. Say not ye that there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Father, we give you praise once again for your word. We give you praise once again for your Holy Spirit being in our service today. And Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. Everything may not have worked out exactly the way we planned it, Lord, in our technical problems, God. But we know that you're here in the midst of us. And Father, we give you praise for that. And Father, we ask you to hide your servant behind the cross. Let your anointing flow to the hearts and the souls of the people. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Praise the Lord. Make sure our camera's on. I don't see where Steve is. Make sure our camera's working. Praise the Lord. We've been talking for some time about seed time and harvest. We've been on a series of Life is a Garden. Someone help me out. Finish it out for me. Life is a Garden of Seed Time and Harvest. Say it with me. Life is a Garden of Seed Time and Harvest. All right. So we're still talking about that. This is part two of How to Reap. How many of you know you need to get out there and reap your garden? Wouldn't it be a shame all that hard work I put back there in my garden and then when the the tomatoes started ripening and the squash came to the right place of ripening, I just stayed in the house and um, just let it rot to the the ground. Wouldn't that be terrible? That would be kind of foolish, wouldn't it? So it's important that we know how to reap, Amen. It's important that we know how to read. Now, we've been talking about sowing seeds, and, and Jesus told us that the Word of God is the seed of God. So we know that when we speak God's Word, we are sowing seeds. Amen? Whether it be good or whether it be evil, because every word coming out of your mouth is a seed. How many of y'all realize we need to watch the words coming out of our mouth? We need to start, we need to start talking about life and healing instead of death and depression. Come on. Come on. We need to sow the right kind of seeds in our life. Amen. I refuse to be depressed. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And we learned last week that we harvest in the power, in the anointing, and in the spirit of joy. Of joy. So joy has got to be a, a very number one thing in our life to harvest in the garden. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be talking about another way to harvest in the garden this morning. Go back to the scripture, verse 36. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto the eternal life, 
and may rejoice together. In verse 37, herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. One soweth and another reapeth. Verse 38, I sent to you the reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored and you are entered into their labors. Now, I've been pastor here for four years. I mean, y'all know it's already been four years. It'll be four years, the 15th, middle of July. That's when y'all voted me in, but I've been here since June. So I've been here four years. I realize I didn't walk in this place and pour concrete. Come on. I didn't walk in this place and wire the building. Amen. I didn't walk in this place and organize a choir. Come on. I didn't walk in this place and start from ground one. When I became pastor, I began to reap in the harvest of other pastors, other preachers, your grandparents, your parents. Come on. I began to reap in the seeds that they sowed. I began to reap in the harvest and to build upon the foundation that they laid. Amen. Are you with me? They sowed the seeds. We're reaping in the harvest. I want you to... Pay very careful attention to what Jesus is saying. He said, not only am I giving you seed to sow, not only are you sowing the seeds, but one's going to sow and another's going to reap. Come on. Amen. Therefore, I should not get upset when Sister Jan goes out to my garden and picks a tomato. Oh, I lost everybody right there. (laughs) Right there. How many of y'all got gardens? Raise your hand. You got a little garden, you got something, you got a tomato plant, you got something. All right, you, you, you planted the seed, you watered it, and Jesus says, it's okay for somebody else to reap it. Come on. Yeah. Oh, y'all don't like this kind of word, do you? Come on. I want to reap my own harvest. I got news for you. God's got you a harvest, but it may not be the one you planted. Amen? Amen. Amen. I didn't plant this church, but I'm reaping in the harvest. Come on, church. Amen. I'm, I'm in the benefits of the harvest that somebody else labored in this morning. Amen. So we got to look at what Jesus is saying. One sows and another reaps. Amen. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22. <clears throat> We're going to hit somebody in their breadbasket this morning. Is that okay? Is it alright if I step on some toes this morning? Y'all know I like to. Mm. Yeah, y'all know I like to. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 22. Solomon said, The wealth of the sinner... Is laid up for the just. Hello? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. In other words, the sinner is sowing seeds of financial seeds. We're talking about money right now. And the scripture says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. That means the sinner planted it, but the justified are going to come and get the harvest. Are you following me? Amen. Are you with me? I'm trying to change your way, the way you think about some things. How many of y'all grew up here in the South? Y'all know I'm from the hills of Alabama. That's why I have this wonderful, beautiful accent. Amen. I've tried to shake it a few times, Johnny, but it keeps coming back on me. Amen. But in the South, has anybody ever heard of Southern pride? Y'all know we got some Southern pride. Hey, come on. We got some Southern pride. I'm going to talk a little bit about my father-in-law. I remember when Angel and I first got married, 
I would go, we'd go visit our, our my in-laws, and and the man was always working, doing something. I mean, he was mending the fences, he was feeding the cows, and slopping the hogs, and you know, he was always working. And so every time I get out of the car, I just go follow him wherever he's going. When he's cutting grass, I started cutting grass. When he's whatever he's doing, he's in the chicken house, I go to the chicken house. So I just started following him and talking to him, and and I began to realize as I was hanging out with him, I was something. You see, I've seen people try to bless him with something. I, I can remember a car breaking down and somebody pulling in and saying, how can I help you? And the guy got out of the car, and I don't remember all the details of what happened, but he, he got the car going. And I can remember my father-in-law saying, what do I owe you? And the gentleman said, nothing. You owe me nothing. You see, that didn't settle so good with my father-in-law because he grew up in the South. I had everything I have, I have earned. You see what I'm saying? Everything I have, I have earned from my sweat of my brow. My two hands. My two hands have earned me everything I have. So that was, that was my father-in-law's thinking. When he grew up in the South, it's a Southern thing. It's a Southern pride thing that needs to be broken. He could not hardly stand for anybody to do anything for him out of any kind of kindness or anything. Just, just, to, just to be kind and do something. He, he couldn't hardly stand that. He always felt like he had to earn it. He had to do something to pay some way. And when you told him, oh, you owe me nothing, oh, that, that, was, that was like a slap. What? We, no, I've got to give you something. So that's a southern pride thing. Now, without raising your hand, how many of us in here wrestle with that? Come on. I said, without raising your hand. Put your hand back down. We wrestle with that. We wrestle with that. Look at what Jesus says. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. One soweth and another reaps amen I, not too long ago I, I heard a story of somebody being at the gas pump and and somebody come up behind them and say hey i want to pay for your gas and the answer was no uh, give it to somebody who's in more need and you realize that was pride give it to somebody who's in more need amen i guarantee you if i had a million dollars in my pocket and I said, Brother Danny, the Lord's telling me to give you this million dollars. Brother Danny would probably not hesitate to go ahead and take that money and use it. Amen. He probably wouldn't argue with me. But some people would. Some people would want to argue with you about it. One soweth and another reapeth. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And here's the thing. If somebody wants to buy you gas and you're really not in need and you can afford your own gas, why don't you just turn around and buy the car's gas right behind you? Have you ever been to the drive-thru at a restaurant and you got up to the window and somebody already paid for your meal, right? And what do we do? Well, we pay for the one behind us, right? We get a chain going. We be Listen, what are we doing? We're, so, we're reaping in a harvest and we're sowing seeds. Life is a garden of seed time and harvest. Everything you ate yesterday, today, and tomorrow, somebody planted, somebody raised it. You're only here today because of seed time and harvest. Everything is seed time in harvest. We've got to learn to flow with it. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. It says, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Oh, Lord. We're talking about two in the land now. The plowman will overtake the reaper. You know, yesterday I got out with my tiller and fired it up. And Brother Larry, I'm still finding rocks. 
I'm getting out there and I'm chilling in between my rows now, you know, getting the dirt all tender. And how many of you realize this morning that that's what preaching does for you? It, it tenders up your soil. It tenders up your heart to receive the Word of God. That's what our song service is about. It's about tilling up the dirt of your heart and getting you to a place to receive from God. And I notice as I, I till this, I till in this dirt and I'm getting those, that grass out of it, the ground is, is soft. Oh, it's so soft. It's so soft, but I'm still finding those rocks, you know, and we got to get those rocks out of our life. The rocks of pride, rocks of bitterness, rocks of anger. Come on. Rocks of self-righteousness. Hello. Oh, I wish I could preach to somebody this morning. I'm still finding rocks in my garden. I got news for you. If you get on your knees in the altar and call out to God, God will bring up some rocks in your life that you need to get out of your heart this morning. Because those rocks, they, they will destroy your crop. It's a good word this morning. So look at what it says. The plowman shall overtake the reaper. Mm. And the treader of grapes, him that soweth seeds. Look at what Amos is saying. This is last day prophecy, by the way. Last day prophecy. He's talking about somebody that is, that is plowing the field. He's talking about somebody else that is reaping. And he said the, the ones that are down there reaping, they look behind them and the plow's behind them. The plow's behind them, ready to put in more seed, ready to plant another garden. This, this is last day prophecy. Amen. Now let's look at it in a spiritual sense. How many of us believe in a last day revival before Jesus takes place? Amen. The last day revival is the Holy Ghost is being poured out upon the land. We're entering to a place where not only are we sowing seeds, but somebody's coming behind us ready to plant some more seeds and reaping the harvest. We're trying to reap the harvest and sowing seeds at the same time, praise God. I'm telling you, this thing is about to escalate in the last days of the last days that you and I are living in. Jesus said, he said, they say four months and then the harvest. Look at what Jesus said. I say, look out among the fields for they're white and ready to harvest. Church, the souls of the world are ready to harvest now. Now. But we have got to get on our job. We've got to be about seed time and planting. Amen. I had somebody just, just, just yesterday Planted a seed, a family planted a seed into our youth ministry to help us to go up to youth camp. Now, here's a beautiful part about that. I want that family to look at that as seed and to realize that you're helping us minister to somebody else's grandchild. And that seed that you plant, God's going to make sure somebody's there to minister to your grandchild. Y'all see how this works? Seed time. And harvest. Amen. Seed time and harvest. Praise the Lord. Mm. So we got to reap in joy, but we have got to get the spirit of pride away from us. How many, I, I heard a preacher this morning, actually this morning, last night, I heard a preacher again. And I looked at my wife and I said, God's like Nana. God's like Nana. Every time our grandchildren come over to the house, I know in my mind, my wife's going to go spend about $50 just to make that grandbaby happy. She's going to take that baby to the store, and they're going to buy toys and candy and whatever that grandbaby wants. I've already got it in my mind. I know when a grandchild's coming to visit, I might as well get ready to spend $50. Go ahead and calculate it. Amen? 
Why? Because she wants to she wants to please the grandchild. She wants to love the grandchild. She wants to give to the grandchild because she loves the grandchild. God is like manna. He wants to give to you. He wants to love you. He wants to take you to the store and buy you what you want, praise God. God loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son and He's still giving today. God loves you and He keeps wanting to give to you. God is like manna loving on a grandchild and we need to to let God love on us. Let God love on us. Now I got news for you. God doesn't rain down $100 bills. Yes, I've never seen Him do it. God uses people to bless people. Are you hearing me? God uses people to bless people. Amen. So if somebody pulls out a $100 bill and slaps it in your hand, don't let that southern pride rise up and say, well, now I want everything I want, I earn, I've got to earn this. No. We learn to receive the gift. We learn to receive the gift. How are you going to receive a harvest if you don't know how to receive a gift? Amen. How are you going to learn? Listen, Y'all have sold for years and years. You have given, not only youth ministry. I mean, we have given and given. Last time we had a Friday night service, we, we had somebody in need and we gave to them. Guess what? Yeah, those, those are seeds that we sold. And a harvest is coming in from them seeds. And Raymond says in the last days that the plowman and the reaper are going to be right behind one another. And the soul is going to be right behind them. So this thing is escalating in the anointed and in the power of God in the last day revival. Somebody say amen. amen. We shall reap harvest off of the seeds that we did not sow. The wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. So you didn't even know you had a problem with the word of God until today. You have a problem with that. The wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. Amen. How come all them people I know living out in the world, drinking and partying, Lord, they shouldn't have all the money. They got, the, they got brand new cars. They got all the money. Because they're sowing seeds and you're going to reap the harvest. What, how do you think you're going to finance the kingdom of God? Amen. When the wicked has been destroyed, everything's going to be left behind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody's get excited. Look, money is looking for us. We're not looking for money. Blessings are looking for us. We're not looking for blessings. Amen. God opens up the window of heaven. He rebukes the devourers. It's not what Malachi says. Rebuke the devourer, opens the window of heaven, and pour you out blessings to the point you cannot contain it. Mm. Come on. My cup runneth over. God is like Nana. He will spoil you if you will let him. Your cup will run over. Amen. Amen. Oh, somebody needs to get excited about this this morning. We're talking about reaping in the blessings. The blessings of God are to overtake us because the joy of the Lord is our strength. How many of us remember um, that scripture? Joel chapter 1 verse 12. Amen. Some of y'all need to go back on the YouTube videos. Y'all need to go back and listen to them again. Like I said, Life of the Garden, Seed Time and Harvest, Part 1, 2, 3, 4. Y'all need to go back and listen to it again and again and again. That's why we're recording these. So that you can go back and listen to them again and again and again. And let this seek into your soul. But we said last week in Joel chapter 1 verse 12, they were talking about the trees being withered because of the joy of man is withered. 
And I ask you the question, which came first, chicken or the egg? Were the trees withered? Were the joy of a man withered because the trees were withered? Or were the trees withered because the joy of man is withered? Joel chapter 1 verse 12 says that the trees were withered because the joy of man was withered. Come on. This is why a pastor has instructed you, and you haven't listened yet, to have a radio in your house of praise music going on at all times, 24-7. Hey, we got one of those little Alexis things. Our grand, Somebody bought us, kids brought us, I guess. Christy bought us a few years ago. A little Alexis that we say, Alexis, play us some Christian music. 24 hours a day. Don't have to be blasting. Don't have to be loud. But I like it when I walk in the kitchen and I can hear some praise and worship. I'm telling you, it changes the atmosphere of the day. It will change your attitude if you will let it. Amen. It's hard to be angry and listen to praise music at the same time. And as a sinner told me one time when I was working on a truck and I was getting angry and I was ready to throw some wrenches and I was ready to kick some tires, he came to me, he said, start singing. I said, do what? He said, sing to the truck. And he turned the radio on, up. Now it wasn't praise music. <laughs> Actually, it was 96 something rock and roll out of the land. Here, how do you know? Give me my <laughs> Whoa, I'll come on this side. I'm coming on this side. So I started singing to the truck while I was working on it, and he told me something. He said, You cannot be angry and sing at the same time. He said, Try it. I did, and my anger was gone just like that. And a few minutes later, I had the problem fixed. And I'm telling you, if it'll work that way, it'll work our way. If you just start praising God in the middle of your anger, in the middle of your problem, you'll begin to see something happening in your life. A shift will happen. Amen. We've got to be in the joy of the Lord. Listen, the joy of the Lord is a choice. Whether you realize it or not, depression's a choice. Depression is a choice. We are given in to the circumstances of life and we are thinking more about the problems than we are the answers. And how do you know Jesus is still the answer? Come on. It's a choice. Well, if depression is a choice that can overwhelm us and overwhelm our feelings to the point that we got to be on medication and we got to have therapy and, we, and our life is just going downhill in a sparrow. Listen, it, it all started with a choice of I decided to listen to my feelings on how hurt I really am and I'm going to boo-hoo and cry about this thing. Listen, if that's where it starts, we can flip it around and say the joy of the Lord is my strength. And we can listen to praise music and we can sing until our feelings change and our mind is renewed in the Word of God. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody this morning. So you reap in joy and you push away pride. Push away pride. Amen. Amen. Allow others and allow the Lord to give to you. Look, nobody in this room has a problem with God giving you salvation. Do you? Do you have a problem? God gave His only begotten Son. By His grace we are saved. You don't have a problem receiving Jesus as Savior of your soul and going to heaven. So why do you have a problem of receiving healing by His stripes? Come on. 
Why do we have a problem with that? And why do we have a problem with the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just? Why do we have a problem with God trying to bless us financially? Come on. Why do we have a problem with Malachi opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out blessings, but we can receive salvation, but we can't receive healing, we can't receive blessings, we can't receive grace, but we can only receive salvation? I'm telling you, church, it's pride. It's pride. And unfortunately for us, it's southern pride. Because we say pride with a southern accent. Amen? Oh, come on, that's a good word this morning. Listen, if it hurts a little bit, that means it's, that means it's healing you. Amen? You know, I was looking at my fingers the other day. If y'all get a close-up on my fingers. My fingers, the end of my fingers, they're disgusting. Just disgusting. You know why? Playing a guitar. I got calluses on the end of my fingers. You know that's damaged skin? Calluses are damaged skin? Come on. And that damaged skin toughens up, and that's how I'm able to press into strings and to make beautiful music. But you know what would happen if I stopped playing the guitar? Within a few months, all this would be healed up, and my fingers would be tender, and it would hurt very much to press in the strings on the guitar, and I wouldn't be able to play. That's what would happen. You see, some of us need some tough love to get some calluses in our life so we can play some beautiful music for the Lord. Come on, church. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. That was a good word for somebody. Listen, you can't earn your way into heaven. It is a gift. You can write the biggest... You know, since I've been a part of this church, been a part of y'all, I've had probably five people try to impress me with their money. Five. One followed me into the bathroom to tell me how much he was putting in the offering plate today. Not today, but that day he was here. He ain't here now. Followed me into the bathroom. I'm like, brother, just put it in the offering plate. God, God will bless you. He won't even know how much he was putting in. Amen. I've had people call me on the phone. Oh, you got to get in good with my brother. He's a millionaire. Money? Your money don't impress me. Because my God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And as your great-grandma used to say, he owns the gold under those hills. And don't forget about those potatoes. Come on, church. Amen. God has got it all. God is our provider. Can I tell you that faith don't care what the gas prices are? Man, that hurt. Why did he say that? Faith don't care what the gas prices are. Because my God will provide. If God can turn water into wine, He can turn gas and water into gasoline. Hello, church. Amen. Come on. Just because man made my truck to only get about 10 to 12 miles a gallon don't mean that the Holy Ghost can't reach out inside of my engine and flip it around my truck and get 30 miles a gallon. Why not? Oh, you're beyond me now. You're just out in fantasy. Come on. You got faith in God or not? I've told you, I've seen the gas needle go up. I haven't got God to fill it up yet. But I have seen the gas needle go up and I needed it to go up to get me home because I didn't have no money in my pocket. Come on. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if I just don't watch the gas needle go all the way. Because my God can do the impossible. Because I'm living in a life of seed time and harvest. We are in the business of seed time and harvest. We are to sow the seeds that God has given us and we are to protect that seed and we are to feed that seed some faith 
and water that seed with the Holy Spirit. Then we are going after the harvest and reap in what those seeds produce. And be willing to receive that harvest. God will, listen to this, God will replace those that are not humble. You've got to be humble to receive a harvest from God. In order to receive your harvest, you must walk in humbleness, not pride. Realize everything is a gift of grace from God. You know the problem with the, the saying of everything I have, I've earned with my own two hands. I built my house with my own two hands. I, I plowed the dirt with my own two hands. You know the problem with all that is? You didn't give yourself health to go do that on your own. Amen. You did not put everything in your life together that God has so that you could get up in the morning and go to work. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we don't need to work. We do need to work. Work is a ministry. Amen. And we feel good after a hard day's work. Amen. It's a ministry. But don't forget who the source is. Seed time and harvest. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God's a good God. God's a good God. I'm going to read one last scripture to you and we're going to close this thing up today. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, But I say, He which soweth sparingly shall also reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purpose in his heart let him give not grudgingly, nor necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always have all sufficient in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. Now that He has ministered seed to the sower. Look at the Word of God in verse 10. He has ministered seed to the sower. If you are a sower, if you are a giver, God will make sure you have seed to give. Both ministers bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Amen and amen. Now you might be thinking, preacher, why is all this so important? Pretty simple to me. You see, we're living in the last days. We're living in the times when they're talking about the stock market falling apart. They're talking about that word recession. And I told myself I forgot to do it. I want to look up with the definition of what they call recession. Because I think we're already there. So I want to look this up. But we're living in a time when financial world is not certain. Jobs are not certain. I called one of my my customers just yesterday. And and haven't done any work for him in a while. Come to find out the company that he's been pulling for in his truck. They're just not doing anything. The contracts are not coming together. And they're just not moving any. They're not moving. And how many of us know that the supply chain has affected us all in some way? And we have all seen things. Maybe formulas not on the shelves. Different foods not on the shelves that they should be. We're living in the time when the, when the, the powers that be are trying to choke out the financial system of America. Can I remind you there was still light in the land of Goshen, even though there was darkness in Egypt? 
Can I remind you that there was no frogs or flies or hailstorms in the land of Goshen where Israel lived, even though there was in Egypt? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I don't know how, but my God will supply. It don't matter if the gas prices go to $10 a gallon. Uh, actually, they will hit 7 That's my prediction, whether it happens or not, if they get hit size. But it doesn't matter how high it goes. It doesn't matter how high inflation goes. Because my God can supply my needs according to His riches in His glory and not mine. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you, when you will adopt this into your life, God somehow, somehow, how does he do it, preacher? I don't know. My wife just goes to the mailbox and there's a check. I, I, just, I don't know. If I need money, my phone just rings. I'm broke down. Come find me. I don't know. How does God meet your need? God will meet your need wherever you are. Whatever you're going through. Church, we don't have to get depressed because the world's getting depressed. We don't have to live with this gloom and doom that's over the world. Jesus is coming. That's true. The Bible's being fulfilled. That's true. Tribulation years are coming. That's true. But it's also true that the trumpet of God is going to blow and the dead in Christ is going to rise and those that are remaining are going to meet the Lord in the sky. Come on, church. Soon and better soon. This will all be gone and we will all be in paradise with the Lord. But until then, I want you to have hope and faith in Jesus Christ. And remember, if God can make it rain down man from heaven and quail from the sky, if He can crack a rock and bring water out to feed millions of, millions of people water, my God can take care of you, church. He can take care of us. You say, how, preacher? I don't know. Stop worrying about the how and just receive what God's going to do. Sometimes we worry about the how. How God's going to do this? How God? Sometimes it ain't none of our business. Just let God bless us. Amen? I trust you. My grandchildren have no idea how much money Nana has when she takes it to the store. All they know is they see something shiny and pretty. Nana going to get it. Amen. And then she always tells him, when you get home, thank you, Papa, because he's the one allowing us to do this. But I'm going to tell you something, church. My God is just like Nana. And he's just like Papa. And he wants to love you today if you will receive. Will you stand to your feet with me this morning? Hallelujah. Father, we come to you as humble as we know how. God, I've given them your word of seed time and harvest as best as I could. Father, I ask you to move our hearts and our minds to a place to receive from you today. Father, there's those here that need financial miracles in their life. Lord, and I, I'm just asking them to raise their hand toward heaven and just receive what you have in store for them. Father, there's people here that need healing in their bodies. Father, I, I pray that they would just lift their hands toward heaven right now and just receive the healing that you've already paid for. Father, there's people here that need peace in their minds because they're fighting depression. 
Father, I pray that they would lift their hands in the air and just receive the joy of the Lord this morning. Whatever the people need, God, you know what they are. You know our lives inside and out. You know every soul. Father, I ask you to move in a special way in everybody's life this morning and meet their needs according to your riches and glory. We know it's getting bad on the outside. Oh, but there's still protection in the ark of God. We know there's still provision in the ark of God. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory as we dispatch our angels this morning to go find our finances and bring them in. As we dispatch our angels this morning to fight the adversary, destroy the weapons that he has laid out to entrap us in the name of Jesus. We dispatch our angels this morning to be our ministers unto us the way you designed it to be in your holy word, God. Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to go back here and pray for Brother Danny as the song is being played. If you need healing today, I ask you to meet me back at the altar. Brother Danny can say, Sir, come with me. I'll get your hand to fit this way.
right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that are walking your anointing of peace. Oh, give her the toes of Shanaha. Give her the judgment that she needs. The protection of her physical body, spiritual body, and emotional God right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch the children. Touch the teenagers, God. Let them have an encounter of the Holy Ghost kind right now. This week, let them have an encounter of your spirit and your grace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else need prayer? Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand praise this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. 